0: Welcome to your right to speak discussions on social justice and advocacy. This is episode 71 and I'm your host, Salvatore. On today's episode, we'll be talking with Jeremiah, who facilitates a uh, healing through music workshop. This workshop takes a trauma informed approach and it helps youth open up their outlook on their own potential. Jeremiah is also the founder of 67 Records, where he is developing a music label to bring numerous communities together around the world. Jeremiah, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello,
1: everyone. My name is Jeremiah Otis. My artist name is Jay Otis. I'm audio engineer, entrepreneur and a Youth Advocate for Indigenous Youth across the Nan region.
0: It's great. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to uh, have you on the show and Chris connected us. I'm excited to see where this conversation takes us. To start off, I was just wondering if you can explain to the listeners what the Healing mm-hmm. Through Music Workshop is and why you started it.
1: The Healing Through Music Workshop kind of originated off of uh, a type of initiative from the stems back to 2016 when we had suicide crises across the communities around mm-hmm. this. Week. Back then I used, I used to utilize music as my only coping mechanism to cope with trauma and suicide. Right. It's Cause like every so often be like, Oh, one month, another suicide, one month another suicide. So like music pretty much helped save me and my own mental health during those hard times. And then as the years went on and I started getting better and better and creating better content and really learning strategies, right? I started taking youth underneath my wing who are high-risk suicidal suicidal youth, right? And I started using music as a way to keep them kind of motivated and snap them back into reality and reflect and be able to cope. And I started creating a peer-to-peer support system. So when I was looking back, I was like, oh, damn, this actually helped stop these kids from uh, killing themselves, right? So, and then it kind of just started developing over there off of that. And as the years progressed, it started getting more polished up. And right around this year, we started just officially really launching it, going full force with this workshop versus only having one In specific regions every so often, right? So that's basically how this came to be. And what it's really about, it's about taking kids who have lived through mass amount of trauma, who've been outcasted, silenced, whatever it may be, right? Because they're still people. And it's really there to give them a voice so they're able to make a song to tell them tell the world basically what's going on. Why is it like this? You know what I mean? And on the second hand, it's about empowering them and letting them know that they don't have to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol to cope with what they're going through. Because in the end, that's basically all that's really presented for these youth. And it's a way to combat that a peer-to-peer support system that stays alive in the community really just uplift these kids who think that reality is okay. All I really have is welfare going for me and drugs and alcohol and the reality that we're given. It's basically trying to snap in all
0: of it. I think it's great. I think often when we think about trauma and how to work with young people who have gone through or are going through trauma, you know, we really miss out on using the arts and using music as a way to kind of help them cope. I think there's a lot of value in music. I'm just curious, Would so does a youth have to be talented in music or would going through this workshop also kind of teach them different skills as well? Definitely teaches them different skills and for
1: one there's no real scale to scale how talented someone is or not because it's, it's all universal right like if you think about it lyrics and storytelling it's just storytelling in the end of the day any song is about storytelling what's going on what's happening who's who's this person what is he going through or what is she going through and honestly you don't need to be talented to do the, like, to participate. And for sure, it it gives you different, it teaches these kids to be able to become something else. Teaches them leadership skills, right? Mm Teamworking skills, communication skills. It allows them to find an ambition. It allows them to see that they're able to become whoever they want to become in life and they're not set into this box that they believe they're stuck in. Anyone can participate, really. Anyone can go through this training. And that's the beauty of it.
0: I was wondering if we can talk a little bit more in detail for the listeners to really grasp. What are different ways you've been able to support young people through this workshop? Like, What are different things that they have learned? Off the bat,
1: these kids are shy. They don't trust no Mm -hmm. one. What happens is that in the beginning, we introduce each other, like all of us, we open it up, right? And the kind of struggle is being able to open up certain doors without triggering anyone to an extent. And so I find what these kids really learn is reflection skills because they're so used Mm -hmm. to this reality where... They live it, but they don't really reflect on it because it's something that no one wants to reflect on. And reflecting on how does it affect them? And does it really, like, you know what I mean? Like, does it affect who you are as a person, what you went through? Like, that's what these kids basically start thinking about right away. Like um, right. this past workshop, right? We did one like this. Well, we did a healing through music workshop with like kids of the age of 12 to like 16. And off the bat, these kids were like, you know, we don't like the police. (laughs) Like, it was just mad. Like, they're like angry at them, right? Like, really angry, but they didn't know how to word it or why they were angry at it. They just didn't like them. Like, they always tell us to go home, no, 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 right? And then, these kids start finding like fellowship within each other too. They're like, damn. And like, we all, we all feel the same way. So it started uniting these kids, right. To like little rep, like a little rebellion type thing. I was like, okay, it's cool. We're developing a peer to peer system. Okay. And then I started asking the questions. So why, why do we feel this way? And it pretty much boiled down to when we call, um, they don't, they're not there. Or they don't show up for hours. Or we're trying to like ask for help and then they don't listen to us and they just try to push us aside, right? So okay. And then as time goes on too, throughout this workshop, we're developing like, okay, so what's next though? And then we start creating a storyboard. It's like, okay, where did we come from? Where are we now? And what do you want to see in the future? And it starts getting them thinking about that. It's not just music-based, it's life-based. It's it's about their life, right? And that's what this workshop really reflects around is actually, who are you? Where did you come from? And where do you want to go in life? And opening that door of inspiration so that they can push forward for that. And that's what these kids basically (laughs) learn. And things that we do throughout the workshop is like, we joke around with each other too. You got to always like bring laughter into dark moments or else it's just going to be a really messed up session. Right. <laughs> so like heavy, <laughs> heavy topics, you got to crack jokes on heavy topics too. Like, because like laughter is healing too, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. And at the same time, we always feed our kids too. Who are the kids that come into the workshops? Cause we don't know if they're eating supper or not.
0: Really, like, what's really cool of what you're doing is you're kind of creating this sub-community where they can really all support each other and lean on each other if they're going through some hard times. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And like, that is so great because I think a lot of what misses in social services in general is that space for young people where they can just really kind of be themselves in this space and be able to kind of support each other without adults in the space.
1: (laughs) In a sense. yeah. 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 If you really think about it, right, these kids are really mature it's crazy and it's funny too because i remember in one of the sessions of 12 year olds like you may see it but you don't know how it feels when it's done to you and stuff like that i was like oh shit these kids are mature as hell because like yeah it's like if you think about it right imagine all the social workers that come up here talking to these kids that didn't go through shit yeah they don't understand a position right it was it was crazy man these kids they're like legit like you could tell which ones went through so much shit and under like you don't know how this shit feels but like thank you for trying to understand it's like it's crazy but but these these kids man i swear to god they're like adults and like kid bodies how mature they they've become like especially over the span of just those like two weeks it's crazy
0: man that's awesome really awesome the the fire makers music video or song is going to be coming out soon because so i think it'll be really cool for the listeners to really hear the work that that you're doing and really hear the the voices of the young people which to me is always important it's on the arts can circle
1: youtube page you search up arts can circle like Firemakers, you should see it right away uh, Gonna make one,
0: make one, make one, make one. We've been making fires ever since day one, day one, day one. What are your, you know, hopes and dreams with this workshop? Do you want to expand it or are you really content with where it's at right now? What are you hoping to to do with it? Already, we're
1: kind of expanding because we're already jumping between like communities to communities especially thanks to ArsCan circle for like helping us like find funders. And like, you know I mean, they're really like spearheading the, the financial aspect of it, which is amazing. In the long-term run, what I'm hoping to do is create a bunch of peer to peer, like mini groups, right. That just continuously grow creating musical content and lyrics, telling their stories so when it comes time for let's say if i want to build like a million dollar studio in albany right all these kids can go jump and tap into it creating massive amounts of content just being pushed to the world on like industry quality levels and like creating essentially like a new music hub um that'll be iconic throughout like North America. Right. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal, honestly. In the, in a sense, it's just about, I really want to make it expand for these kids, teach them how to become music engineers, teach them about the music industry, launching their careers. Once they turn 18, like everything that comes around that and just like, just straight mentorships, you know, I mean? that's my goal. How can youth join the program? Youth who want to join, they just sign up. If youth want that program to come to your community, talk to your community leaders, get them to reach out to me and ask us to come over and we're able to discuss some things. You know what I mean? Like maybe uh, we could like do like, okay, if you pay like travel and accommodations, I'll come up, you know what I mean? Or something like that. But essentially like, they just gotta sign up and ask. There's no one excluded really. Oh, I love that! You just took all the bureaucracy out. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm not one for like making things hard for the kids. You know, it's already hard enough for them.
0: It's true. There's a lot of programs out there. You know, they have to meet certain eligibility requirements or they got to be in a certain catchment area it's just all this bureaucracy I just love you just cut it all out and whoever wants to join joins it's great do you have any favorite moments when you were working with the youth I would say
1: every favorite moment is like sliced up into like little small snippets in my in my mind right where it's like, okay, hey, these kids are really shy hearing like to record because they hate the sound of their voice. And then they hear the dry recording and they cringe really hard. And then they hear the mixed and mastered version and their eyes spark up like, holy shit, that's me. <laughs> like, like that That's my favorite moment. It's like, this is what you guys created. You know what I mean? Just seeing the, the sparks in their eyes just go wild and insane. <laughs>
0: What have you learned so far from facilitating this workshop? Honestly, a lot of things.
1: When it comes to industry work, it's basically up front, you know. I mean, like, because I've been doing this for like five years now. But when it comes to like life lessons, it's really eye-opening because it makes me reflect on my life, the things I've seen, the things I went through, right? Because I was all I was in their shoes. I lived a lot of things that they lived and some things I didn't live. But it really helps me see how, how insane it could be from the reality to what I went through, what I'm grateful for not going through and the fact that they lived through it, right? And the stuff that they teach me is crazy because They just teach me different ways how they think and process everything they went through from, let's say, different types of abuse. I don't want to get too much into detail, you know what I mean? From different things that they go through and how they process it in their brain and view the world afterwards and their insights, right? Because definitely towards the end of the workshop, they're talking about their insights all the time, how they view things, their opinions on everything. And it's so, it's next level. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You you got 40-year-old people who ain't go through shit that don't even have half the knowledge that this 12-year-old has.
0: That's Mm -hmm. crazy. (laughs) I have to say that's one of my, I've been working in social services for a few years now. And that's what I have learned from the youth and what I continue to learn from the youth that I work with never ceases to amaze me it and i'm always i'm always learning it's great i i'm always taken on a journey and it, it it's one of my favorite parts in working with youth it, it's a it's a constant journey for sure for sure you know it really sounds like you're creating a safer space for these young people i think you know i've ran some groups in the past and Some of my challenges in running different groups is creating that, you know, kind of cohesion, safer space where young people can kind of support each other. Really, you know, what you're doing right now, how have you been able to kind of accomplish that? Or what advice can you give people who are developing these workshops with young people on how to kind of capture what you have?
1: a really good question in reality you got to be true to who you are like you can't just walk in to a workshop look at all these youth and just try to act and put on a facade or hide behind that mask of professionalism or like right By professionalism, I mean, like, oh, I'm educated. This is my profession. No, 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 no. Because, like, what you're doing is you're trying to put yourself on a pedestal. You got to recognize that Mm -hmm. everyone in this room is equals, including these kids to me. And once you lower your Mm -hmm. ego right down to the point where they see you as, like, just a normal person versus an adult or a professional, because that's what turns a lot of people off, too, right? It's like I could tell you ain't real right now because you're hiding behind some shit. You don't want to tell us. Like the best approach would be like I've been in your shoes before. You know what I mean? I went through all this like different things. He touch on slight stuff. You know what I mean? But the moment when a kid could relate to you, like if you're working in a child welfare office or a child welfare system, and you've been in care in the past, if you bring that to light, then they're gonna recognize you as a as like someone who understands versus someone who's just doing this for collecting stats or mm. collecting government funding for a program to get paid. It's because in reality, like if you're going to do youth programs, it's, a, it's all about the youth. It's all about these kids. What are you trying to do with them? What are you trying to open them up for? Right. But in order to open them up, you got to be open to it. So what you give is what you
0: get back, right? I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. There are certain things that workers can't share because of boundaries and stuff like that. But I, I agree wholeheartedly. Is just be yourself. You know, I've never... <laughs> There's not a youth that I haven't worked with, that I haven't, I hope that I haven't been my authentic self. Like, I've never pretended to like something just to build a relationship with the youth. I, I really try to to be who I am outside of work as much as, I don't know how to explain it, but who I am outside of work, I try to bring that person into who I am Working with the young person, right? Like I, I really tried to take down that professional wall. Um, I remember years ago, I swore in front of the youth, and they were shocked. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was great.
1: <laughs> like one thing I tend to do, right? I'm like, speak how you speak, but when it comes to recording, yeah, we got we to gotta downgrade how we speak. You know, <laughs> <Like> that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But um, yeah. There's always there's always boundaries when you're working with kids. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you could be like fully like free. But like if you open up about your past and what you've been through, yeah. it allows them to connect to that because pain is the one thing that connects everyone together, no matter what nation you are. Yeah. If you went through a lot of pain, yeah. it's like it's like this, right? It's like if someone's parents died. But your parents are still alive and you're trying to comfort them you don't understand that level of pain versus an adult who lost his parents trying to comfort another kid who lost his dad like that's that's kind of how you got to approach things right it's like it's just that that level of like okay when pain when pain recognizes pain like it's kind of like it creates a major safe safe space super fast.
0: It does. It, I think also, you know, it's about being authentic with the type of pain you've gone with. Meaning like, you know, with your example, if I'm working with a young person who has lost their parents and I haven't lost mine, I'm not going to try to match their pain, <laughs> you know, Uh, Just to build that relationship. I I think it's being authentic too and saying, listen, like, I haven't gone through that. This is what I can do to support you. If I, as a worker, can't support you, let me connect you to people who can then, you know, and it's being transparent about that as well. Exactly.
1: 100%. And that's what's so blessed about this peer-to-peer system too, because everyone's like, hey, I mean, this person went through this stuff, so they connect. And then it's just like, it becomes like this big brother, little brother bond type things, you know? (laughs) It's
0: like- Yeah, it's great. (laughs) That's great. I love it. We're almost near the end of the show. I am going to ask you what I ask every single guest since I've started this podcast. What does advocacy mean to you? Advocacy to me means doing something.
1: If you're going to advocate for someone like for these kids, for example, you go out of your way and you go to the next extent to help them, Rather it be just getting their voices heard in front of whatever, to building programs for them. If they're hungry, like create a food program, doing something past the community level. If, they're, if nothing's being done, do it yourself. That's what advocacy is, man. Like if there's no youth programs, create a youth program for these youth. Listen to what they want to do
0: and do it for them. Create that. That's advocacy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Before we end off, is there anything you want uh, the listeners to know?
1: Check out my Spotify. It's uh, J. O. T. I. S. On uh, well, my music's on all across all platforms. It's good <laughs> uh, <laughs> One thing that I want to say to everyone who's listening to this is just you, you the change that you want to see in the world. Don't let nothing stop you from that. It's basically all I could say.
0: It's a great way to end the show. Thank you again. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Your right to speak will be posted on the second Wednesday of every month. And thanks again for your time. And uh, let's raise awareness together, everyone.